are now in ordinary time, which means that we move from reflecting on the mysteries of our faith, Christmas, to how those mysteries impact the way that we live our faith as Christians. And I don't think it's an accident that the church and Jesus choose marriage as the starting point for the Christian life. This is the first public miracle that Jesus performs at the wedding at Cana. And on this first Sunday, really of the ordinary time, marriage is what we're called to remember and to reflect on. That marriage is the starting point of God active in the world. We know that because the story of creation begins with the marriage of Adam and Eve. And in the Gospel of John, recreation is a big theme. And so it's no accident that John points to the wedding at Cana as the first miracle because it's pointing back to Adam and Eve. God created man for woman, and in this recreation that comes from the grace of Jesus Christ, again, marriage is at the start, at the heart of it. Because marriage is the place where God recreates the earth. But in the story that we hear at Cana, the couple that is married didn't do their preparation. They should have known how many guests they had, and they should have prepared adequately for that. And they didn't. They ran out of wine. So their marriage was deficient from the beginning. But that's not a problem if we have the proper understanding of what marriage is that every marriage starts off deficient. But we have to understand what marriage is intended to be so that that doesn't become an insurmountable problem. And our understanding of marriage from some of your generation to mine has shifted. So the Christian understanding of marriage is a conjugal relationship, a conjugal friendship, which is a total commitment to another person, body and soul, that gives life, bears fruit, which inherent in that, cap captured in that, is that a husband and a wife don't just live for themselves, but they live for something bigger than themselves. What marriage has shifted to is an intense emotional bond. So that the intensity of the feeling of my love for you determines whether or not I should spend the rest of my life with you. And if the moment that we hear it described as that, we see the problem. Emotions come and go. But there's a bigger problem in that because on the day that a couple gets married, for everyone, that intense emotional bond is there. The joy of a wedding day. But the danger in seeing marriage as just that is that then the couple tries to preserve or capture what they've found in each other. We have found this love in each other, and now we need to bottle it up so that we never lose what we've found. But when you have a pop bottle, even when it's closed, over time, the carbonation will fizzle away because you can't 
preserve love. Love becomes open to something bigger than that. Then, if marriage is simply an intense emotional bond, then every one of us who have never been married or who will never be married are deficient in some way because we don't have this intense emotional bond. But that's not what marriage is. Marriage is a conjugal friendship, a total gift, body and soul, to another person to bear fruit in the world. This is the gift of marriage. It's something that's bigger than the couple, which is why children become such an important element Openness to children becomes such an important element to marriage because it's the immediate reminder that the love that we share is bigger than just what we have found in each other. And you've probably seen it in your siblings or if your grandparents now in your children, the way that them having children changes them. You might have been able to see it in yourself. That responsibility to others changes you as a person. It makes you look outward. And then the openness to that grace that God desires to give is there. And when marriage is seen in that way, when marriage starts off as deficient, it's not a problem. Because there's always an openness and an outlook to something bigger than the love that the couple has one for the other. This is why it's a difficulty and a challenge when a Catholic marries a non-Catholic. The church allows it, permits it for the spiritual good of the couple, but there's an extra hurdle placed in that marriage because what they're open to, what their outlook is, doesn't always line up. Two Catholics should be both looking to God as that source of grace in their life to help support and grow and bear fruit in their marriage. And when that's not shared, then the couple has to find what's bigger than their love that they're striving for. And that becomes more difficult when there's not shared faith. Not that it's impossible, but more difficult. Because that conjugal friendship, that total gift of self, bears fruit. That's the gift of marriage. And the gift of marriage in the church, the reason that it's the starting point, is what we hear in the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah talks about marriage as this image of what God is doing for us. This great call to married life is a gift for the whole church because it shows us and reveals to us and reminds us of the marriage God desires with us, the love that he has for us. And I want to read to you a part of the prayer at a nuptial mass, the preface at a nuptial mass. This is what the priest prays at a wedding. For you willed that the human race created by the gift of your goodness should be raised to such high dignity that in the union of husband and wife, you might bestow a true image of your love. For those you created out of charity, you call to the law of charity without ceasing and grant them a share in your eternal charity. 
and so the sacrament of holy matrimony, as the abiding sign of your own love, consecrates the love of man and woman through Christ our Lord. People ask me sometimes, what did your parents do to make you become a priest? And I tell them, I don't think my parents ever once mentioned to me the idea of becoming a priest. What I tell them is that the witness of their love for each other and for us as children made the idea of a celibate life possible. Without that true witness of Christian love, celibacy makes no sense. So for those of you that are living or have lived that conjugal friendship, that total gift of self for each other, thank you for your gift to the church. <laughs>